0: WPC Smash, where wrestling and pop culture smash together. We are your hosts. I am Mike Moran. And I am Ian Wilson. We love wrestling. And you love wrestling. So let's smash the start button on today's podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to WPC Smash. I am Ian Wilson. And I'm Mike Moran. What up, what up? Uh, It's been a while since we dropped a podcast. And uh, just to clear the air out there, we're still here and we're still alive and we're still smashing it, holding
1: it down. <clears throat>
0: I had some renovations to do at my house, and it took longer than expected. As homeowners out there will understand, mm-hmm. uh, a plan that you think is going to take two weekends takes six, and uh, that's basically what went down. But we're back in action. We're getting things ready to go. We have a lot of exciting things heading for you in the future, so stay tuned, and uh, let's jump right into it, Mike. What's going down on your side of town, brother? By the power of Grey Skull.
1: So, my side of town, not, not not too too much, I know you said we've, we've been apart for uh, a little while as far as the pod goes, but same over here man, you know, like I said a couple episodes ago, the weather's getting nice, so I've definitely been jumping all over the nice weather as far as doing yard work, uh, I built my kids like a little playhouse out of some old pallets, I'm all about the DIY type deal. Um, that's been super fun i've been getting back into a little bit of flea marketing it's kind of the season for that so i've been looking at ps2 games like i, I know my mind jumps from like here to there sometimes i'm all about nes or snes so lately i've been scooping up some games i got a uh, freak style i don't know if you remember that one i believe i remember playing that one with your little brother <clears throat> yeah dude i got I'm it on dreamcast though oh nice yeah nice. yeah um NBA Street Volume 2, that game. Classic. So sick. Yeah. And NHL hits. As you can see, I had a theme there, like the -the over-the-top type sports games, like the NBA Jam-esque. But I was uh, looking around for those. I I got most of them down at the flea market. I had to order one on eBay, but, hey, that's not a bad time. Other than that, man, it's been working, working hard, and it's hot out. It's Mm -hmm. been hot for sure. And just uh, enjoying time with my kids and and watching some wrestling. But other than that, dude, I'm going to hit it over to you with that hot tag.
0: All right, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of that same stuff, getting the yard set up, um, doing my remodeling, uh, you know, redoing my basement and getting everything ready to go for hanging out and uh, recording and get us into a, a little bit nicer of a spot, you know, these days. And super excited about that. Um, got some camping going on, uh, this week cause I'm on vacation. So nice. taking the kids camping and, uh, going to do that kind of stuff, do some fishing, do some swimming and, uh, just hold it down with the kids and the family and spend that quality time. But let's talk about the kind of stuff that's been going on as far as pop culture. So, I mean, Right off the bat, video game-wise, Modern Warfare got announced. We are officially getting Modern Warfare this year. Uh I'm pretty stoked about it. I know, um, you know, it's going to be a remake-type deal, but obviously the graphics are going to be super good, and, yeah, some people are complaining, some people love it. No matter what, I'm going to play it, so I'm super excited about that. A bunch of optic gaming drama, you know, went down. We, um... Watched the the last major and hundred thieves won again and basically optic imploded from within and <laughs> and sold uh, you know the name optic to uh, another company so a bunch of drama going on around that optic being one of the biggest game uh, you know pro team names in nope. video gaming in
1: general most recognizable
0: yeah it was a really big deal to uh have them just sell like that so um yeah waiting to see what goes on with that and what the future of uh optic gaming is in the competitive cod world most notably for us uh, and what they're doing in all the other games you know what i mean so that was kind of a big deal we've been getting lots of sneak previews over the last couple months um and from NECA, yeah you know, stuff oh, yeah. that they've been announcing at comic Cons, oh and yeah various figures and uh i briefly wanted to talk to you about you know do you think that the ultra realistic figures um are the wave of the future
1: yes and no yeah it, it, uh maybe for the collector sure maybe for our generational gap because they're just so sick and accurate and precise but i think for the grand scheme of things, I think the kids are looking for goofier stuff. So like when you walk, when you walk down the the store or whatever down down the aisles, you see something like a Funko Pop or the Fortnite toys that they got going on. They're eye catching right away. NECA toys, you got to open the little box and actually look at what's inside. Mm-hmm. So. Little things like that, but for collecting wise, yes, I'm with you on that.
0: I think they're, uh, you know, the kind of figures that I'm looking for as a as a collector, and I definitely think that that genre of figures is really going to blow up. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, Marvel Legends came out, and those were the hottest, most accurate oh, yeah. um, action figures at the time, and that's basically what we're getting, but with all the other genres, you know, turtles gremlins, uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. and they're really, they're really nailing it. Um, so I'm stoked to see what NECA has to show us, you know, even farther down the road because there's a lot going on in the action figure world. Speaking of action figures, wrestling action figure collectings really took off. I know that you are a big collector and, uh, a, you know, good brother to the show, Faf, huge, uh, action figure collector as far as wrestling goes. Oh yeah. And, um... I, I mean, I used to be able to walk into any aisle and see a ton of wrestling figures. And now you go in and, you know, Walmart, Target, all your your super stores like that are, you know, basically run pretty thin yep. pretty quickly, too. So it's good to see wrestling kind of head to the forefront in collecting. And uh, it's a bummer for, you know, guys like you who could have easily went and got the figure you wanted six months ago. And now it makes it a lot more difficult. But I guess that's uh, part of the hunt. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. The thrill of the hunt.
0: Yeah, man. Um we got a new Batman, Robert Patterson, Mr. Twilight himself is gonna be the new Batman. Yep. I know uh, you know, some people are going, you know, one way with it and some are going the other. Um Michael Keaton's my Batman, so I've done this every single time there's been a new one since then. So sure. we'll see what happens, man. Yep. I think he got that kind of look where he'd make a good Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in that little bit younger age bracket. You know what I mean? He's not forty five year old Bruce Wayne. So, uh, yeah, man, he's got a good Bruce Wayne look. He could play that rich boy um,
1: persona that you really need for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, man, just – I'll let you know how I feel after I see the finished product. Like, I don't care about his past, or what he did before. He got, you know, picked for the role for a reason. And like you said, he got the younger rich boy type of look going on. So, we shall see. I'm just stoked to get some more Batman. Hell oh, yeah.
0: Um, Xbox announced, uh, you know, the Scarlet Xbox coming out next holiday season. So we got, like, a, you know, a year and a few months. I, uh, I can kind of see um why everybody's excited because it's a cool machine i'm gonna buy a new xbox when it comes out just like i always do yeah um i can also see why somebody like playstation kind of skipped out on e3 because they didn't really offer all that much except for say in in 18 months you're gonna get a new xbox and it was all the specs and things were great and that's the stuff you want to see but um they didn't have much to offer except for hey you're getting a new xbox um I saw a lot of cool games, so that was cool, you know, that's not directly related to Microsoft in general, but, um...
1: That's what I thought was cool, though. Yeah. This one was a lot of games, like, about time, games, 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 that's what we want, more material, more games to play. I saw a lot of cool games, like,
0: titles that I haven't played before, obviously, because a lot of them are new titles, but, um... You know, cyberpunk for example, like Mm -hmm. got me super stoked. I'm like, dude, I want to play. I haven't played a game like that in a long time, and that got me so excited. Uh, There was another one, uh, was it Outer Worlds? You Mm -hmm. know, I thought that looked really cool. A lot of different concept games that really caught my eye, and is the first time in a long time since that has happened. So uh, I'm pretty excited for video gaming this year.
1: Yep, for sure. And Nintendo, they nailed it with a lot of their releases. Um, Yeah, I'm still excited about. The remake of the Game Boy Zelda game that's going to be out on the Switch. Yep, uh, Link's Awakening, I believe it's called. That's my favorite Game Boy game. Yep. Um, and also, they had a little teaser trailer that Breath of the Wild Two is in production. So that's what what their big cliffhanger was. So that was definitely sick. And then at the end of this month, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, exclusive to the Switch.
0: Yeah, and that was one of like the newer like the the game that's going to come out the soonest. You know, a lot yep. of these games were like holiday season next year. Yep. Um things were pretty far off, but when they uh, announced, you know, officially Ultimate Alliance and all that stuff, which we all knew we were getting, but to right. you, get the official, you know, this is the date it's coming out yep. and have it be fairly soon. I thought that was super cool and gets me going. I, I had a blast playing that game back in the day, so I'm sure. definitely excited to play it again on the Switch. Um new Xbox Elite controller. I thought that was pretty cool looking. Um, not enough different for me to replace the one I already have at 200 bucks a <laughs> yeah, whack. that's how I felt. But um, super cool. It looked good. It looked sleek. Came with a few more um, accessories and stuff like that. So I thought that that was pretty cool. And um, I'm excited to uh, check it out and like kind of hold it in my hand and see if it feels any different. I know it's got like the rubber... Back and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah, uh, yep. yeah. so it's just going to feel a little different. I'm interested to check it out. Not something I'll jump on right away, but when, uh, you know, the holiday season comes uh, comes around, they knock 50 bucks off it. We'll see where yep. we're at at that point. You know, Cyber Monday deal. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, big thing for me at E3 was uh, Arcade 1-Up announced their new cabinets. Ooh, Dude, yes they, they did. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, Arcade 1-Up killed it. They gave us what everybody's been asking for, and that's a Ninja Turtles four-player cabinet. You're going to get original Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time. 4 players set setup, so if you have or have played an arcade one-up, um, you'd wonder how would you fit four guys on that deck. Well, it's a bigger deck, so the um, control deck spreads out, from what I could see, you know, seven or eight inches on either side to give you that extra space, mm-hmm. so perfect. Answered that question. We just made the deck bigger, so I like to see that. It's clammy. Yeah, <laughs> super excited about it. That's something everybody's been clamoring for. Yeah. Got a Marvel uh, cabinet. yeah. It had uh, Punisher, um Marvel Versus, and X-Men Children of the Atom. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. Great system. A lot of good good, good games, games on yeah. it. Yep. And uh the pinnacle of the announcements for the week was the star wars machine with the uh original star wars like you know trigger controller driving situation that you got going on i was never a huge fan of that game um but i have played it when we go to playoffs or whatever i always pop a quarter in it just to you know have fun i never make it far or anything like that but Super cool to see them put a different, it's not a joystick and buttons, right. you know, because the next step after that is like a straight racing game, yep. you know what I mean? You're going to get a stand-up cruising in the world or uh, cruising in the USA, yeah, yeah. you know, anything. You can go anywhere now. If you yep. can make, you know, a steering wheel work for the most part, there's a lot more games. than Mobile. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Um, so I was super excited, man. I thought Arcade 1-Up killed it. Um, and that i mean there's not much more i could say there's a lot more but we got to keep it to you know the most important things and that's what i got right off the top of the bat anything else
1: nah man you pretty much covered uh some good grounds like you said we're hitting the, the topics that are most near and dear to us so uh nah man i'm good
0: all right. Well, if there's anything going on in the pop culture world and there is a lot out there, you know, smashers, let us know, communicate with us. So uh, what you think is cool, what you're excited for to come out, what games you're excited for, what figures you're excited for. And uh, we're happy to communicate back with you on that kind of stuff. So I, I think at this point, uh, it's time to jump into Mike's Mantown.
1: I'm playing a not-so-retro game. It's uh, actually an Xbox game that was available on Game Pass. I was just, like, scoping through what they had. And this game is called Sky Force Reloaded. Now, it plays just like a 1943, but it's futuristic, and the graphics are beautiful. And again, same thing as 1943. You're in a ship. You're blasting. you got side missiles, you got homing missiles, you have laser beams, you have a mega bomb, you have a protector shield. So there's different objectives in each level. So get 70% of the enemies, get 100% of the enemies, rescue all the humans so there's random humans like waving to you and you have to hover over them so they can climb the rope and get to safety. Um, Get through the level untouched. So. When you do that, you get stars. Stars, you can upgrade your ship. So what I like about it is you can go back to any level as many times as you want. So I've been playing levels one through four and just, like, boosting for stars. When you get all the objectives done, then the same level gets hard mode. Same type of um, mini objectives. And you get all multipliers every time you get a medal. And the enemies are just harder to hit. So where I'm boosting and I'm getting... Like I'm already level three main cannon, so it's cutting through them like butter. <laughs> so you can just keep going back and back. It's really easy to pick up and easy to play. You know, if you got even if you only got five minutes while you know you're getting ready to go somewhere, bing bang boom, throw it in. Kick on the tunes, play the game. Check it out for sure. Skyforce Reloaded.
0: Oh my god! They killed Kenny! Yeah.
1: All right, now let's kick it to Ian for some tabletop tips.
0: Previously on X-Men. All right, Smashers. Now I'm going to delve into uh, something this week that we've chatted about before, but a little bit more details have come along, and that is going to be WWE Hero Flicks. Now, last time I talked about uh, WWE Hero Clicks, there was a lot of um, unknowns with what was going to go on with them, how they were going to work, whether it's going to be a separate game from regular Hero Clicks, and the WWE Clicks are only going to work with each other. But we got a lot more details um, at a recent con, and basically what's going to go down is you're going to, like we talked about before, you're going to buy single uh open face clicks so it's not going to be a booster box or a a mystery grab you're going to actually be able to buy the figure you want so if you want macho man you can go buy macho man if you want stone cold you go buy stone cold and the dials and everything else are going to work the same as regular hero clicks they can work in the game so you can have superman alongside john cena And Mm -hmm. head out for battle and stuff like that. So that's super cool. That was kind of a big thing that people were wondering about. Um, And the WWE Clicks are also going to have a little bit of bonuses um, that work with them only if you're playing other WWE Hero Clicks. So if you're doing a WWE versus WWE match, there's going to be some things that you can do additionally to the regular Hero Clicks rules. Which is basically re- wrestling-orientated stuff. So there's a pin mechanic, and you would roll the dice to try to kick out and stuff like that. But if you're using John Cena and Superman versus Batman or you know a couple of those kind of characters, you wouldn't use that mechanic. You would just pretend it's not there. So that's one. There's a uh, tag team uh, mechanic. So you can... Um, you know, work in a tag team. And and there's cool, like, you know, wrestling terminology and mechanics to kind of make the game exciting if you're just using the wrestling figures. And, again, you don't have to. You could just buy the one that you like because you think he's cool and put him on your team and just ignore the extra wrestling mechanic stuff and just use him like a regular hero click. So that was super cool, something I'm real excited about. And another thing that they kind of announced was that stores have to order certain characters. So you might go into... For example, the big comic shop near us and be looking for Macho Man. And they don't have it. Maybe they didn't order Macho Man. So you can ask the guy, hey, order me Macho Man. They'll get it in, whatever you buy it. But they're not just going to send a case that has one Stone Cold, one Ric Flair, one this, one that. They're actually going to have to order the characters that they want, which means you need to communicate with your uh, local game store and have them order the ones that you want. So, um, a little bit more detail to actually get your hands on the ones that you want, but I gotta tell you, I'm super excited for it. The sculpts are amazing, and, uh, I'm definitely gonna be adding a few of these to, uh, my collection, so I can get, uh, you know, some WWE figures on the table with some of my other favorite superhero-esque characters. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I got. WWE Hero Clicks, buy them when you want, buy them how you want, and... Jump them into your game.
1: Mini off the top for you, real quick. Give me a like uh, dream team of a WWE click and a superhero related hero click.
0: I think uh, I kind of already mentioned it. John Cena and Superman, so? right off the bat, cool. like
1: those two, and
0: you know, they, you'd probably have a little more points on your build where you could add somebody else in. But right off the bat, I want to see Superman and John Cena, You know, two jacked, muscled-up dudes next to each other, ready to uh, fight evil. And uh, that would excite me. Or even Superman, Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow, and John <laughs> Cena, just like the ultimate good versus evil type match. And that's, those are the kind of teams that I would want to set up for sure. Nice. Hey, man, that's your tabletop tip of the week.
1: Welcome to Off The Top, and as you may know, but if you don't know, I'm going to let you know, this is the segment where we ask each other a question, and you don't have any time to think about it. you got to give me the first thing that pops into your brain. So this week, it's my turn to ask Ian a question, and are you ready? This is your question.
0: I'm ready, man. I'm going to give it to you Off The Top. All right. What is your favorite episode of South Park? Uh, <laughs> when the internet turns off and... Uh... And, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: California way? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Um,
0: I don't want to get into too many details of the episode (laughs) on the podcast because there may be some kids listening to it, but that one makes me crack up the most. Um, you know, uh, Stan's dad just yelling, "Oh, it's
1: a spooky ghost! Did you see him?
0: He he, he ectoplasmed all over me!" And uh, that that part always makes me crack up. So I mean, there's so many good episodes of South Park, but off the top, the one that sticks out to me is uh yeah, when the internet runs out in South Park and they have to head to a a camp, you know, whatever the the, the internet camp, and they're all standing in line waiting to use the computer. I forget the name of the episode, but all all you guys out there who have seen South Park know exactly what I'm talking about. How about you, man? What's your favorite South Park episode off the top?
1: Off the top, it's the Jefferson's episode, the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, that's a good one. Peter (laughs) Pan. I'm a little boy forever. (laughs) Shamone. (laughs) Shamona. Yeah, that's a good one, too, dude. Hey, that was a good one. Smashers out there. simple. Nice and simple.
0: Smashers, let us know uh, what your favorite South Park episode is, and make sure you let us know off the top.
1: And now, word on the street. Word on the street.
0: All right, Mike Moran. It's time for word on the street. Now, a lot of wrestlings happened in the last few months, and we didn't get to detail all of it. So we're gonna hit the high spots. You know, everything big. That's. you know, gone on that really sticks out to us whether it was four weeks ago or two weeks ago or this week on raw i gotta tell you there was a you know a few pay-per-views over the last month and a half and uh i want to start right there man um we don't got to go into detail but nxa takeover 25 uh went on a while back yep. and um dude i i know we talked about it like just in general but takeover Mind blown, dude! Yep. That show absolutely, always. absolutely killed it. I was uh, very, very excited, and not often do I run back and watch a pay per view again right after it's happened, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I watched uh, NXT Takeover 25 again the next day. That's how good it was, and I really, really enjoy where NXT's going. And they always put on a killer show, man. What'd you think about that show?
1: I loved it, like you said. Um... NXT never disappoints ever. Yeah. So, when, like, yeah. It, you look forward to the next event because they seem to always top the last.
0: And they brought up a few guys after, you know, before this last one. So you're kind of wondering, you know, what's going to be left after WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, one person moves up and the next person slides into his space. And, and it continues to have killer match after killer yep. match after killer match. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely love me some NXT. Um you know the big news i guess AEW double or nothing happened a while back but we haven't podcasted since then uh, what do you think of double or nothing just off the top of your head what what are your uh, remember what do you remember of it the most
1: of the brother versus brother match. Yes. One of the greatest matches I've seen in a long time. You ever had emotion, which was pro- probably real emotion also in there. Absolutely. And it, they obviously know each other. That's what you want to see. We always say like, "Oh, friends. When you see the friends in the ring, they work so well together. But think of this, brothers. Yep. With with one of the greatest fathers, you know. Yep. So.
0: It's not too often that you're watching a match and you're like, this is a main event, like in the future. Yeah. Like, you're straight up watching it, and I'm like, I'm picking this for our main event. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For, exactly. For the pod, and very, very rarely can you jump out in the middle of a match and be like, you know, this is a five-star match, or, or this is a main event for WPC Smash. Yeah. And I thought that several times during the match.
1: Or this is just history. Like, yeah. t- even if we took a step back from... Everything, like, this is just a historic match, period, for wrestling.
0: I loved everything about it. I thought it was awesome. I also liked the uh, tag team match uh, between oh, the, the Lucha yeah. Bros and the Bucks. Yep. I thought they tore the house down. And, uh, obviously, at the end, we got the uh, big um, debut of John Moxley, mm-hmm. Dane Ambrose, for those of you out there who don't know. John Moxley made his debut. He interfered in the main event. And, well, he didn't interfere. He came out afterwards, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh but yeah, made his debut. He, uh, you know, beat down Jericho and Kenny Omega. Let and everyone know he's here. And made a statement, dude. Made an absolute statement. I loved everything about it. I thought the show was awesome. I thought the pre-show was, uh, they had some weird stuff going on in there, which uh I'm fine with. I, I don't mind a little comedy here or there. I don't want to see too much of it because there's... There's so many other things on the show that are like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Like this is why I watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. That I don't need the funny, funny, ha ha stuff so much, but it's okay yeah. to do some of it. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm not 100% against it either, you know. There, a lot of um giving your friends a job, I feel like, kind of <laughs> went on. And, uh, sure. you know, you can say what you want about it, whether somebody's a good wrestler or not like that. But it yep. seemed it seemed like a lot of, uh, hey, he's my friend, so I got him in this battle royal.
1: Yeah. But I also thought the, the rules of the battle royal were cool. They were different. Like how you pick a card mm-hmm. and like, oh, here come all... You know, the hearts. yeah, And boom, all four, whatever, you know what I'm yep. saying.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I thought it was cool. I like the way they're
0: different. I like the way they're keeping track of wins and losses.
1: The camera angles. Yes. Were definitely good.
0: Yeah, Especially, um, you know, moving on from Double or Nothing, Fighter Fest, which was mm-hmm. a lot more recent. You yep. know, that was last week. And I love the New Japan style camera angles. The, like, the the look of the ring, it made the ring seem huge. Did, did you catch yeah. that at all where you're watching I'm yeah. Like, how big is this ring that they use yeah and it's all the camera you mm-hmm. know they're making everything seem bigger than life sure and uh i, I really dug that dude um so speaking of fighter fest uh it was basically a free pay-per-view trying to advertise a little bit so all you had to do was uh you know jump on the fight app or whatever yeah um there were links all over the internet you could hop right in and sign up and boom you were watching for free so uh we got a pay-per-view caliber event for free. And I thought that that was super cool, man. I There was, uh, again, a lot of good matches um, for me. Uh, Lucha Bros and uh, Friend, I forget his name, and uh, against the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Elite. The Elite had their sweet Street Fighter outfits on. I thought that was cool. I thought all the moves were killer. And I thought that they tore the house down. And for me, that was what stuck out the most.
1: What I like about that, too, is the they are the elite and like kenny omega is clearly you know solidified as a single star mm-hmm. but he does the young bucks move set just like you got the young bucks move set and then you got the elites move set and it's like they don't miss a thing like for example the rolling sent on into the corner into a moonsault kenny does that but then here comes nick and here comes matt instead of them each doing it one by one it's just like kenny just meshes with them and it's just sick.
0: Yeah, man. The elite definitely got some chemistry, and and I love that match. That that stuck out the most to me. And also, uh, obviously, um, Sean Spears, the Perfect Ten, oh. creamed uh, Cody with the chair shot, dude. I pff, I loved it. I know everybody's like, oh, concussion, concussion, but you know they uh, they obviously chatted about that beforehand, yeah. and uh, it obviously looks like uh, Perfect Ten missed a little bit, but. Cody don't have a problem with it, and neither We're live, do I. pal. Yeah, Cody <laughs> but, don't have a
1: problem with it, so neither do I. But that, besides the Lucha Brothers match, the Cody and Darby Allen match stuck out to me also. I just liked the match. It wasn't a lot of BS going in. They're trying to introduce you to Darby Allen. Yep. They're trying to in- introduce you to AEW also. But little fact here, uh, I know I've mentioned before. I go to N E W Northeast Wrestling. Darby Allen is the N.E.W. champion right now. Oh, that's so cool. So it's pretty cool to see that, you know, on that Friday, him and John Moxley tore the house down in Connecticut. And yep. then that Saturday, he's fighting Cody at Fighter Fest. And let me tell you, that coffin dropper that he did and and he missed, oh, man, like, yeah. oof. I hope he was all holding power his breath on the way down on that, yeah. man, because it
0: looked like the wind got knocked out of him for sure. That was brutal. But
1: definitely exciting. Um the sky's the limit, and come come November, it's going to be on TNT, so here we go. I'm super excited for some AEW, man.
0: Um, all right, back into WWE. Uh, big thing going on right now. Obviously, um, most of you would know that Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are now running the main shows for WWE. Paul Heyman on Raw and Eric Bischoff on SmackDown. I have some thoughts on it, but I'd like to hear yours first.
1: All right, so I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I think it's awesome, but I don't, like, my mind wanders, and everyone knows that. Like, I think there's some sort of thing that not right to the public eye is the reason they did it. I think a lot obviously has to do with how SmackDown's supposed to go to Fox, and the ratings have been really poor, and the attendance have been really poor for WWE, so I think they're just trying to shake things up and say, oh, you know who Paul Heyman is. You know who Bischoff is. Mm-hmm. They work for us now. Like, they're not going to go anywhere else. And Do you think they're kind of like, hey, Fox, we're making
0: those changes you asked for, so hopefully this will help with the ratings type deal? I think so, yeah. I I kind of S- thought something like that, that makes sense. Uh, my opinion on it at first was obviously super excited. You know, if they give Paul Heyman the ball, he's going to tear the house down on mm-hmm. Raw. And uh, Bischoff knows what he's doing as well. What I got right off the bat was that uh, WWE was making sure AEW didn't uh, get their hands on them. Because you know they're creative. Whether you want them to be creative for you or not, you don't want them to be creative for somebody else. So I think Vince McMahon's sitting there and he's like, all right – who are the most creative people out there that AEW could go get? Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Give them a call.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, that's very true, man. We got
0: jobs for him right now. But well,
1: Bischoff yeah. didn't do much for Impact. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just you keep Vince Russo away from WWE, please. Yeah. <laughs> Russo and Hogan away from Bischoff,
0: and I think he'll be fine. I think uh, most exciting for me is definitely Paul Heyman on Raw. Oh, yeah. So excited to see. Oh, yeah. I know the Raw, after he first got that job, I'm sure he wasn't fully in charge. But... Um, I could see some old ECW, yep. you know, esque action some going fingerprints. on, and just some different things. We got different camera angles. We got a little pyro, if that's what you want to call it, sparks yeah. and stuff like that, and things that we don't normally see. So that was exciting some swearing,
1: to me. Swearing, yeah, you know?
0: several bits of swearing. Yeah. yeah, not even just like one. And uh, I was super excited for it, man. I thought Rock killed it. Um SmackDown was good. And I think that WWE is heading in the right direction. I think AEW is tearing the house down at this point. They,
1: they need to step up. I'm super
0: excited for wrestling in general right yeah. now, brother.
1: Uh, awesome. awesome. Obviously awesome. You guys try saying that. You'll mess mm-hmm. up too. But like Kofi Kingston, the poster boy face, baby face, is chucking the bird. Yeah. I was like, I, I know it's minimal, but I, I was like amped for it. Like, oh. You, like, wouldn't you, you wouldn't think the guy throwing pancakes is gonna be flipping off the big bad Samoa Joe.
0: Yep, and you wouldn't see that six months ago. So we're getting change, and uh, I hope that it's the change we've all been looking for because the way I see it at this point, that's what we're getting.
1: In a lot of new er, newer. newer- faces we know who they are because we just talked about we love nxt and everything but like to see the street profits on raw mm-hmm. and to see mike Canellis come up on raw like this is exciting yep how about uh the club the reformation of the uh, club you A- know i love that aj
0: styles and the good brothers uh you know officially forming the club calling it the club throwing up the two suites beating people down yep. um i loved everything about it
1: and carl anderson the next day tweeted you know, AJ was right, no more funny stuff, no more bullshit, we're the club. Like, even for them to be able to tweet stuff like that, yep. it's definitely the, the everything's shifting.
0: I think uh, WWE tore it down this last week, and I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, obviously, a lot of normal wrestling stuff going on with, uh, you know, no title changes or anything like that. But for the most part, uh, the 24-7 title's kind of been the talk of the town oh, these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's different. I hope it doesn't get overexposed by doing it too much, because mm-hmm. um, it can get old quick if you see too much of it. But I like what they're doing with it, and I hope that uh, the twenty four seven title keeps elevating some of those lower tier guys to get them on TV.
1: Yeah, I saw an article saying like whether they like it or not, our truth is one of the biggest draws right now. Yep, people want to see. His six minutes, even if it's six or ten minutes, because he's a creative, funny guy. Yep. And now you're throwing, like you said, you know, Drake Mavericks in there. I'm not a fan of whenever you see the belt on TV. I like to say, uh, cue up the Benny Hill music because here comes all the mid cutters just running down the hallway. That's one thing I could go away with. Yeah. But I like how they're trying to get their social medias in there. So like random things, like right now, if you didn't know, Drake Maverick is the champion and he's on his honeymoon. So they showed him at Universal Studios every picture. He's with Sideshow Bob. He's with Krusty the Clown. He's with E.T. holding the belt. Like little things like that remind you that the belt's there, but not throwing it down your throat and wasting time on Raw or SmackDown.
0: I like that somebody like Drake Maverick cares so much about that title that he carries it around all day with him in Disneyland while he's on his honeymoon. Yeah. I mean, that's legit, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he don't have to do that. He could put it in his bag and go on about his day. But he legit... Carried it around all through, you know, Disney and took all those pictures because he loves that title and he wants to elevate that title. And that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Yep. Um, Absolutely. That's love of the business right there because you you don't have to do that.
1: You take something that initially didn't really get perceived too well, but with actions like that and with how our truth has been holding it, like you said, going golfing with it and stuff makes it relevant
0: yeah you don't see kofi kingston carrying the world title to uh the grocery store but uh i feel like drake maverick and is uh you know really just like i'm the champ and i'm gonna make sure everybody knows no matter where i'm at so i thought that that's really that'd be sick
1: to see him in the grocery store (laughs) just Just
0: carrying like i'm the champ see the belt right here this is so you know that i'm the champ yep um dude that's like the main stuff that i got off the top of my head obviously we could go on forever not having to have one of these conversations in a while but um i think that that's a good place to uh go and if you got anything else
1: i do just one thing the undertaker
0: oh yeah i I just gotta bring him up
1: he's a legend and he's he's helping out his boy roman because yep. he's sick of Shane McMahon, I think uh, a lot of people are sick of Shane McMahon all over the TV. We'll leave it at that. Yep, he's on a lot of the segments, and I, I guess he's helping build up uh, Drew on Raw and Elias on SmackDown. But hopefully, Undertaker will let him rest in peace. That's right, brother. It's a group. Show the movie, and now our feature presentation. All right,
0: let's talk about the underdog movie of the pod, dude. It was Mike Moran's pick this this episode, and I gotta tell you, man, he picked a classic. Why don't you tell the smashers what we got this week?
1: All right, so I picked Stealing Harvard definitely an underdog movie. Most of you may have not even heard of it
0: yeah, it's definitely an underdog movie but
1: I remember seeing this one in the theaters and when I watched it again it was just like I was in high school all over again um so this movie has Jason Lee Leslie Mann Tom Green yeah. am- among others so pretty much you know how we do it we're gonna use their real names because it's just easier that way uh, <laughs> Jason Lee and his his late friend Leslie Mann they're saving up to buy a house and they need thirty thousand dollars when they're just about to have the $30,000, Jason Lee's sister reminds him of a promise he had made to his niece when she couldn't spell tarp in the spelling bee. <laughs> he said I'll get you into college, and she got accepted to college and guess how much it was? About $29,832. <laughs> so, that 30 grand he needed to use for his niece, so now he still needs to make that thirty grand for his house. So there's a lot of shenanigans involved. He reaches out to his close friend Duff, played by Tom Green. Now, long story short, Tom Green uh, convinces him maybe he should get into some some, some crime, yeah, in, some petty crime. Call call uh, David Loach. He knows, man. He got two chicks pregnant at the same time. <laughs> two chicks <laughs> pregnant. So. This movie they go through a lot of different uh, breaking and entering and, and mini crimes and it hilarity ensues. I can't say, you know, too too much more than that. You're gonna have to check it out for yourself. There's a lot of good one-liners that like if you know, you know. There's ones that I pull out all the time. Like when someone calls me an asshole, I say, hmm, casserole. <laughs> or you want me to shut it off? Why don't you shut it off for me? Or I'm not a liquid. Or with a lot of these things coming out with the memes with Kyle, with the Monster Energy drink, I want to be Kyle. No, I want to be Steve. No, you're Kyle. So... Again, check it out. Ian, did you check it out?
0: Dude, absolutely. I've seen this movie several times. It's mm-hmm. got that high school nostalgia for me. Um, definitely cracked up when I uh, watched it back. And uh, I was surprised to see the reviews were so bad. Uh, you know, I think Rotten Tomatoes had like 9 or 10%, <laughs> which is like, you know... If that happened to one of Disney movies, they would have shut Rotten Tomatoes down, you know, because you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what Disney does. But uh, I mean, yeah, horrible reviews. They made no money in the box office, but I think this really appealed to a a small group of people—more um, the Clerks fan, the Underground, mm-hmm. uh, Office Space type movies, um, high school skaters, you know, those kind of people. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that that. Uh, market was where this movie was headed, and uh, those are the people like us that that dug the movie, and everybody else is gonna be like, oh, you know, that's a s- silly stoner movie or something like that, you know, even though yep. it's not. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, awful in the box office, awful in reviews, <laughs> and uh, I loved every second of it.
1: Yeah, and that's why it was deemed to be on our show. Yep. So judge for yourself, smashers. Go check it out. Stealing Harvard. Tom Green, Jason Lee. It's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
0: Oh, it's time. It's, time. Oh, it's time! baby.
1: What time is it? Tell me what the main event.
0: All right smashers it is time for the main event, main event. The, the meat and potatoes of the podcast, the W in WPC Smash stands for wrestling, and that's what we get to here. On this is the a main reason event. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. So it was my choice for this year, this week's uh, main event, and I chose Jake the Snake versus Rick Martel blindfold match at WrestleMania Seven. Now, a little bit of backstory: WrestleMania Seven, a uh, a big WrestleMania for me. Um, I, I watched this with my dad, um, big Jake the Snake fan at the time. He's a baby face uh, in WrestleMania 7, mm-hmm. and I was a huge Jake the Snake fan. I had Jake the Snake uh, wrestling buddy. I had Jake the Snake's, you know, little python in the little bag that they give you, the little canvas Damian. bag, yeah, and um, dude, I loved me some Jake the Snake at this time. So the fact that Martel blinded him with his arrogance – Totally pissed me off, and I <laughs> wanted to see Jake the Snake get his comeuppance. So, um, yeah, blindfold match, WrestleMania seven, on commentary we have the late great Gorilla Monsoon, and again the late great Bobby the Brain Heenan, um, killer combo, uh, the wrestling of our childhood, the voices, oh, you for know, sure. for
1: sure.
0: Obviously, when we got older and like really into wrestling, they weren't the voices anymore, but.
1: They set the stage for what announcing should be. Definitely yep. Gorilla for me.
0: Of our childhood, the yep. voices of our childhood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was a lot of great backstory for this match. And uh, I thought that this is how wrestling should be today. Uh, I'm a story guy. I loved how a lot of things went on before they actually touched at WrestleMania. Absolutely. They let this story go on for months and uh, finally culminated at WrestleMania 7. They gave us a really good pre-match package explaining uh, how the feud got so personal. And if you don't know, basically what happened was uh, Jake the Snake was cutting a promo. Heel Rick Martel comes out and tries to spray the arrogance on uh, Damien. Jake turns around right at the right moment. And boom, he catches some of the arrogance in the eye. And he's blinded. And brother
1: love is cracking up laughing at him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So he's blinded. They do um, over the next few weeks promos where you know he can uh, Jake the Snake can't see and he opens his eyes and he's got a really cool white contact in making it look like his eyes all messed up and it's scary as things a kid. like that absolutely man you legit thought like Jake the Snake was blinded from Rick Martel's arrogance and yep. um you know I thought that uh Jake did the unblinded gimmick really really well I mean anything Jake the Snake at this time did was an absolute home run that that guy knows how to tell a story that's for sure um Jake and Martel basically attack attack each other off and on for the next few weeks um with Martel always getting the one up because upper hand. Jake was blind yep and um again uh Jake played his part perfectly he would attack the wrong guy in the ring you know if Martel was in there having a match, he would slide in and grab the wrong guy yep and um At this point, uh, Jake's eye gets better, and he challenges Martel to a blindfold match at WrestleMania 7, cuts a killer promo saying that, you know, human beings have five senses, but snakes have six, and they can even fight in the dark, you know? (laughs) So that's where we're going to get the blindfold from. Um, Hell of a Jake promo. Always. Yeah. I love his tone. Everybody talks about it. If you talk about, you know, wrestlers are like, you know, who do you watch to learn to be better at promos? If Jake the Snake's not one of them, you're not doing the right thing. That's yeah. for sure.
1: Especially in that era, because that era, everyone was just yelling at the top of their lungs. and Then yep. you get someone like Jake just like, you don't have to say much, but he gets his point across for sure.
0: Yep, he always said that uh, when he made his voice lower, you had to pay attention more to hear what he was saying. So yep. you really had to listen to him great idea you know what i mean nobody else like you said nobody else was doing it at the time so that is uh absolutely killer so we're here at wrestlemania 7 we're in a packed house los angeles rick martell comes out first and he's clearly the heel nobody in this place is digging rick martell jake the snake comes out second to a huge pop and uh he's got music yep big (laughs) big bag damien on his back and uh we know that things are about to go down, that's for sure. He does not look happy, and uh, he's ready to get his comeuppance finally. There's uh, two refs in the ring starting off, and uh, what they're doing is they're each blindfolding the competitor at the same time so as to not give an advantage to the other guy. Nice touch. Storytelling, dude. Yep. Oh, my God. Nice like touch. You wouldn't even think of that these days. And the fact yep. that somebody took the time – to be like, we need two refs so that we both get the, the blindfold on at the same time and nobody has an advantage. Killer, man. Mm-hmm. It took an extra 30 seconds and uh, it
1: really sold the story a lot more, dude. Yeah. The other ref just left when he was done. They, they said why he was there, just like you said, and yep. it made total sense. Absolutely.
0: The bell rings, and we're, we're underway.
1: Uh, this is the first time I remember any kind of match
0: like this, so it was really cool and different at the time, and it still is today because it's not something that you see all the time. So it, it really had that, like, something extra Mm -hmm. you know especially back in the day where you got you know tag match singles match tag match singles match right through wrestlemania and then you got something different in between which was this blindfold match and it really was the culmination of a long story that everybody was excited to see you know how it ended up everybody wanted to see jake win at this point jake uses the crowd right off the bat and he points um to a direction and the crowd basically goes nuts telling him which way Rick Martell is. Which
1: is awesome. And
0: he starts it right off the bat. Super creative. I don't even know if it's you know something I would have thought of if this was like a real situation right off the bat. But it's super cool. Jake thought of it. Martell tries the same thing but gets no help from the crowd. <laughs> and um, Martell and Jake slowly make their way around the ring just missing each other several times. So this is slow. It's methodical. There's not a lot of action. But yet I'm super intrigued.
1: You know what I mean? Because you want Jake to get his hands on him. Yep. And And you know the crowd's trying to help him, so you're behind him. You're like, no, wrong corner, dude. Like, come on. Yep. (laughs) My next note was literally the crowd is super
0: amped, and uh, Rick and Jake have not even touched each other yet. Um, They finally do get a hold of each other, and uh, they roll around a little bit on the ground, and... uh, each one tries to get on the offensive, but uh, Martell shoots Jake's, Jake off the ropes, and Jake wisely sidesteps a backdrop, which uh, throws Martell into a frenzy. He's upset. Yeah. He thinks he's going to hit this backdrop, and all of a sudden, you know, Jake the Snake's not there anymore, so he's waving his arms around trying to get him. He's clearly upset. And Gorilla even commented,
1: like, how did he think that was going
0: to end up? Yeah, <laughs> um, Type of move where you need to see the person on the comeback, and, you know, it was... Great great storytelling because yeah. that's something Martel would do in every single match and most right. wrestlers do in every single match. So but this time nature. it's not going to work because you can't see. So I thought that that was super cool. Um, Jake gets uh, goes back to pointing and using the crowd for help in finding the direction of Rick Martel, The model and uh, the snake really sell that they can't see. They're waving their arms around. They're using the ropes to feel not just the top rope with the hand, but the bottom rope with their feet. Just really trying to be aware of where they are in the ring. Yep. And they really sell that they can't see super well. Yeah, like,
1: Jake, like, sits on the middle rope and, like pulls the top rope so he can like you said get around he knows what corner he's kind of at yep that's little nuances man ultimate
0: storytelling at its finest they finally connect again in the middle of the ring and uh rick body slams jake jake rolls out of the wing uh, um out of the way before any more offense can be executed so at this point in the match we're probably four or five minutes in we've seen two moves we're super excited we're amped up and we haven't seen more than one touch in a row. Like what I mean yep. by that was like one move and then somebody rolls out of the way and they can't find each other. again. Yep. So, again, really. Selling. Makes sense
1: if you're wearing a blindfold. So. Absolutely. I know okay. what you're
0: saying. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, the model gets his hand on the ref and sells the fact that he realizes it's the ref because uh, Rick Martel can feel the referee's shirt.
1: Yeah. So much
0: depth in this story. Mm hmm.
1: Um, And you got the brain in there saying, if Martel was smart, he would have wore a T-shirt. Yeah, that's true
0: too, you know. And um, so I thought that that was really cool, something different. And it really sold again, you know, the fact that they can't see. And I know I'm kind of saying that a lot, but that's the main part of the match. It's a blindfold. We're match, watching so a yeah. wrestling match where the wrestlers can't see. So, it, you know, it's pretty important to sell to us <laughs> that you can't see and how you're going to get through the match without being able to see um jake claps his hands while standing in the corner and rick goes right for the claps, uh, yeah. but jake sidesteps out of the way and comes in behind him super creative yep, again yep. i thought that was a great idea i don't know if that's something i would have thought about um so jake gets martel from behind and martel quickly uh, wraps himself up in the ropes mm-hmm. and like rolls out of the way you know
1: ring awareness
0: tying himself up in the ropes exactly at this point, the crowd is laying out some deafening DDT chants, yeah. and uh, it envelops the whole stadium. That—that's all you can hear. It's loud. It's awesome. It's like Twenty
1: thousand people right there, just screaming DDT. I know ba- where everyone. You know, we know where everyone lies in this match.
0: And back in this day, when a finisher hit, that was the end of the match. So people oh, yeah. knew when they saw the DDT, it was over. And uh, that was the importance of of finishers back in the day, was that when you saw it, you knew it was over. That's why it's called a finisher.
1: Yep. You know? Not a false finisher. I'm going to hit you with my false finish, brother. False
0: (laughs) finisher on three. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So Rick Martell, he's crawling around the ring, and uh, he runs into the bag that Damien's in and freaks out, stands Mm -hmm. up. He knows
1: what's in there. Yep.
0: And he stands up and ends up bumping right into Jake. And uh, they do... uh, basically like a blind man's dance around the ring waving their arms around trying to get at each other and uh they get into a short scuffle and they both end up outside the ring they basically sell that they got lost in the ring and rolled out of the ropes and uh stuff like that so that i mean I, again super cool Martel, on the outside, gets his hands on a steel chair. <laughs> he
1: starts <laughs> poking and stabbing. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's slam, uh, yeah, like you said, stabbing around with it. And when he finally does take a swing with it, he uh, only connects with the steel ring post. <laughs> and he sells the sting of the hands. Yep. You know He sends shivers
1: down his hands. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anybody
0: who's ever played baseball or golf knows oh. if you ain't wearing gloves, sometimes you get that sting. That's exactly what he sold. I thought that was awesome. And... Um, Jake gets back into the ring, and as Martel climbs back in, he uh, gives Jake a low blow, and then a sweet backbreaker. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so Rick is um, gives uh, Jake the low bro, the low blow, gives him the backbreaker. Martel uh, gets Jake into the Boston Crab, but he's only there for a second.
1: Yeah, he and, powers out, uses the ref,
0: and that's Martel's finisher. Jake kicks off Martel, and uh, quickly. Jake transitions and uh, plays work Martel out with a DDT. I think this was the original RKO, where it was out of nowhere type <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah. You know, you could get the DDT from any direction at any time, whenever you at least expect it. And when it happens, the match is over. So Jake hits Martel with the DDT, but the storytelling doesn't end there because Jake has to reach around the mat to try to find Martel to make the cover. The last-ditch effort to really sell the point that he can't um, see at all, that neither man can see at all. And Jake finally does find Martel. He reaches his arm over. The ref counts the pin for the one, two, three, and the win. Um, Super, super good match. We get the patented Jake the Snake grabbing Damien out of the bag and throwing it on Martel. Martel quickly brushes Damien off and slides out the ring and rubs himself off like he's all disgusted from having a snake on him and stuff like that. And uh, it's a it was a killer match. It was a great story. It was short and sweet, but yep. it was different, which is why I chose it to be the main event. It was it wasn't your five star wrestling match uh in the Tokyo Dome. It wasn't your aerial display type of match like or a crazy TLC or hardcore type of match and those things that we would normally talk about, uh matches that normally stick out in your head. But this match had significance to me and I I really enjoyed how different it was and especially after not seeing it for a long time watching it again, I had a lot of respect for Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. And uh, the show that they put on for everybody at WrestleMania.
1: For sure. And some of the notes that I actually had on here speaking of that is, um, I don't think I've seen a blindfold match since then, and I'm not sure if one could be done today mm. because the crowd participation was so much as we alluded to in our uh, you know coverage of this. And Jake really did have the crowd in the palm of his hand. And as sad as it is, I think the crowd's like too disrespectful. Nowadays, like they'd be chanting boring or BS or whatever it is. But back then, like, especially, you know, this was what, 1991. So I was like six years old. Yeah. Watching the crowd help Jake—that's exactly what I wanted. Because I was yep. staring at the TV, doing the same thing. Like, no, other corner. Yeah. Because I had this one on VHS too. I remember yep. my cousin and myself were always watching this. And you know, no matter how many times you watch it, you're like, no, to your left. You're going the wrong way. Like that's. This was what a big WrestleMania. Wanted.
0: This was like kind of—I don't want to say like where videotapes like. First came out, but these were where videotapes were like readily accessible. Like you could go buy this one like super easy. You didn't have to like search for an old WrestleMania one double tape type thing that was semi hard to get. You know what I mean? It was like easily readily available everywhere. And uh, I thought that that was super cool, man. I like how. You said uh, that you don't know that if it could be done today. Um, I think a big part of that is it's hard to see everything that's going on when you're staring through your phone. And that's what most people are doing mm-hmm. when they're at shows these days is staring through their phone trying to record everything. Yep. So uh, I wish we could get back to that stage where we got some of that crowd participation. And, and at WrestleMania, I feel like we got we had that experience where everybody yeah. was super jacked up and into it. But that's WrestleMania, and it's really hard to keep that momentum throughout a whole year with mm-hmm. every crowd. For sure. But uh, I would love to see more of it, man, however main event.
1: A lot of this, man, I'd love to see a lot more. A lot of my notes were things that you went over as well, but like a six-month build. Like, I literally was counting with my fingers. I'm like, all right, the first, when he was blind, it was October. Like, WrestleMania is in April. Here we go, Brother Love Show. Then it carried on to Survivor Series. Like you said, just a little bit, but just enough to carry their story. And we don't always see that now. It's like a two-week build. Six-week yeah. build, if we're lucky. The longest build I can think of, usually, is Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Yeah. And then other than that, it's just like, boom, big. And even bang, that, boom. this
0: year, we were around for that. It was like the month before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. we started getting the card together, basically. Right,
1: right. So, storytelling, and this is a great match that you've picked to depict what storytelling really can be in wrestling, and some of the great dudes who pulled it off. You know, we talked a lot about Jake the Snake, but hey... It wouldn't have worked without Rick Martel either. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. How about you? Yeah.
0: I think he will be, too, at some point. Yeah, he went I think to he WCW, did a, too. He did a ton He's before a WWE, too. He's a big AWA guy, I'm pretty yep. sure. Uh, big name up there in uh, Minnesota. So He's from Canada, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, killer match. I loved it. Um, And if you don't have anything else, what do you got for the Smashers for next uh, podcast main event?
1: All right, so I thought about this one. For a while. So it seems to be that on Raw and SmackDown lately, I don't know if you caught this, there's been a lot of two out of three falls matches. Yeah. And they're like, "Hmm, okay, whatever. But, and obviously we all always talk about NXT. So I'm going to put those two together, a match I've always liked. I remember when I watched it and I told you back in 2014, you need to watch NXT for this match. It is Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. Two out of three falls match. The official first match of the first NXT WWE Network event called Arrival. Before TakeOver was Arrival. Mm -hmm. So that's the match I picked. Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. And I'm going to make a quick correction because it wasn't a two out of three fall match. They had like five matches. This was the payoff match. Okay, yeah. So apologize about that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. NXT Arrival. Right on, man. 24G. Sounds good to me.
0: Check it out, Smashers. Brain and There's brain buster.
1: brain buster! And with that bell, we're underway with this matchup.
0: All right, Mike Morand. I have for you the Brain Buster. This is a segment where... I try to stump the Schwab of wrestling, Mike Moran, Mr. Knows It All himself, and, uh, you know, just try to get one over on him trivia style for wrestling. So I try to keep him, you know, relevant to the main event, and this week is no different. Uh, So, Mike Moran, your brain buster. When was Jake the Snake's WrestleMania debut? What WrestleMania did Jake the Snake make his debut? And bonus points if you know who his opponent was. Jake the Snake was a big Uh, part of, uh, you know, early childhood and all that stuff for me. Like I said, huge, huge Jake the Snake fan. And obviously he was a super heel at the beginning, turned baby face, um, brought joy to all the kids of the world, you know, and stuff like that. And I I just (laughs) love me some Jake the Snake, man. So I didn't know this off the top of my head, but I'm wondering if the Schwab does. When was... Which WrestleMania was Jake the Snake's WrestleMania debut?
1: Hmm. Like an official match capacity or just showing up?
0: Official match.
1: I'm gonna say four.
0: It was WrestleMania two, actually. Oh, it was and two or
1: four. those. You know two. what? I thought it was four too. It's funny that you say
0: that. And his opponent at WrestleMania two was George Wells, and I don't even know I would who not that have is. That. Yep, right. I, I don't even know who that is. I thought you might have got the WrestleMania, but probably not the opponent. But yeah. I thought it was four two, so I don't know where our mind wavelengths were yeah. at because Well, every- I
1: remember him seeing him at three. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was at three in some capacity. Yeah. So I'm like, that's why I asked the question of in ring or just like showing up.
0: Yeah. Nope. But- it was WrestleMania two against George Wells. I it must have been a super undercard thing, like one of the little squash matches. You got me, bro. I never uh remember that match at all but hey take down another one for the good guy all right man dude we had a killer episode a lot of stuff to get over um a lot of stuff to go over a lot of stuff to get over we uh hadn't done this in a while but we're gonna get back into the regular routine now that all my construction's done at my house and uh we got a lot of surprises for you in the future so stay tuned Check out our Twitter and Facebook, Mike on Instagram to keep up with what's going on. And you definitely want to keep your eyes open because we have fun things in the future. Giveaways. Uh, if you want a WPC Smash koozie, we're gonna, you know, find ways to make that work for everybody out there so you can represent we make it happen. WPC Smash in your finest days, you
1: know, of the summer. I'll even cover the shipping, baby. Yeah. That's what I do. I've been shipping to Milwaukee to Texas. New York. And if you're out there and you want to represent WPC it.
0: smash at your barbecue party, let us know and we will work something out. Mike Morand, that's all I got. If you don't have anything, I think we should give the people a two sweet. Two sweet! sweet. Did. But to be the beat a man, you gotta beat the man! And all you got to do is tune in next week, same stone cold time. SAME STONE CODE CHANNEL! You can find us on Twitter at WPCSmash.
1: Or on our website, WPCSmash.wordpress.com, where you can find current and past episodes, a donation button, and links for iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, brother.